It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast. I'm your host, your cheap seat crony, your bench jockey with a beer. My name is Jeff Carr, bringing you the Reds every day. is going on Reds fans welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast here on a Thursday today is one of the best days of the year yes I know this is a baseball podcast but we're talking about the first round of the NCAA tournament beginning I am most likely if you see me on Twitter going to be watching the games all day I can't wait. Looking so forward to it. As an all-around sports fan, this is just one of the single best times of the year because you've got round one of the tournament and round two of the tournament this weekend. And then next weekend, of course, we've got baseball back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are just a week away, seven days until opening day. Hope you have your tickets. I just got mine a few days back. I am super excited to be at the ballpark. Today, we're going to be talking about a a laundry list of different things, a couple of different items that I've seen in the athletic, and then also something I'm very passionate about. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Make sure, before we get to all that, that you're subscribed to this podcast. Each and every day, you'll get this podcast automatically downloaded the Locked On Reds podcast to your smart device with which you can just easily access with your voice. Simply say, hey, smart device, play Locked On Reds podcast and it'll pull right up. You can go into iTunes, you can go into Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and now the Locked On Podcast Network has partnered with another great podcasting app. I know that some of you have had problems with different podcasting apps out there. This one is a new one. It's called Himalaya. Yeah, it's just like the mountains, the Himalayans. But it will have the Locked On Reds podcast as well as other podcasts that are almost as good as this one that you can subscribe to and listen to. I highly recommend the podcast. It's got a very nice user interface, very friendly and very easy to use. But make sure you check that out. So... Let's dive right in. I've got a sundry different topics for tonight. I was supposed to have a Locked On crossover, but we're going to bring that to you next week. Looking forward to that. In the meantime, there were a few articles that I saw on The Athletic. The first one, of course, was brought to you by C. Trent Rosecrans. He's been on this podcast. It's been about, I think it was a little over a month ago that I got the chance to talk to him. He's an awesome guy writes for The Athletic. If you are not subscribed to The Athletic, I don't know what you're waiting on. It is the best sports reporting around. Go do it. It's worth it. Trust me. I think they've even got some kind of sell going on, like 40% off for the beginning of Major League Baseball season. Definitely go do it. You get C. Trent Rosecrans. You get national writers like Ken Rosenthal. You get Mo Egger, who's been on the show a bunch. He's actually going to be on the show again this week. Got to talk to him. I love talking with Mo. And he's got a great mind, great writing in The Athletic. It's totally worth the subscription. But C. Trent 
wrote an update. He's been keeping up with the vibes around the front office and around the managerial staff regarding the roster. And he had an update on that. And it was extremely encouraging. The very first player that he mentioned in his update is Nick Senzel. And he said there's no reason to beat around the bush. He's going to break camp with the team. That's right. He didn't say he's going to break camp in AAA. They're not waiting on service time with him. They're not going to do that whole deal with trying to manipulate minor league service time issues and all this other stuff. No. He is seen as one of the best 25 players on this team, and he is seen as the best option in center field. He has shown that defensively he has no problem manning center field, and obviously with the bat he's pretty savvy there too. And I couldn't be happier about this. We're talking about the Reds' top prospect, one of the top prospects in all of baseball. He's a top 10 guy. I know he kind of fluctuates in the rankings and all that stuff, but he is the type of dude who can push you into the playoffs with his play. He's super athletic. He has shown his speed on the base paths this spring. He's gotten a number of steals. He's beat out just about every double playground ball that has been hit on the infield. And he can turn a single into a double given the right opportunity. He's the kind of guy that you want at the top of your lineup. Now, I don't think they'll start him there to begin the season, but I think by the time we have gotten to the end of 2019, I could see him batting second, maybe even leadoff. We'll see how that all shakes out. But he is just an awesome talent and a player that is going to drive success at Great American Ballpark for years to come. And it was extremely encouraging to see C. Trent talk about he's going to be in the major leagues at the break of opening day. He also mentioned, you know, the the normal ones. The, the one that he had said that's probably going to bring in some controversy is that, you know, David Bell has said throughout spring training he wants eight relievers. He wants 13 pitchers. And as Chad Dotson has said before, and I totally agree with him, when you look at 13 pitchers, that just seems like a lot. Like, in this game, it feels like you want your pitchers to go longer. They're going shorter. You're seeing guys getting pulled after five innings, and they're saying, oh, hey, he had a good day. And they're getting into the bullpen earlier and earlier. So maybe 13 pitchers is necessary. I I don't see it. But according to C. Trent, that's kind of the that's kind of the feeling he's getting from the team that they're going to have 13 pitchers. And with that being said, we're going to leave off Scott Shebler and Philip Irvin. They're going to start the year in AAA, and there's going to be probably, if they're healthy, Matt Whistler and Robert Stevenson. Now people are going to have a hard time swallowing this. People are going to have a hard time looking at Scott Shebler in AAA and Robert Stevenson in the major leagues. Here's the one thing, though. They've got to be willing to just absolutely say it's over with Robert Stevenson because if they don't think that he is part of the 25-man roster, he will not be wearing a Cincinnati Reds hat this season unless it's just randomly out in public if he goes to the grocery store because he will have to be designated for assignment. He has no more options. In which case, someone's probably going to pick him up, and then that's the end of Robert Stevenson in Cincinnati. So I see where he's coming from with that. It's definitely going to generate a lot of controversy if 
Reds fans see Robert Stevenson on the Major League roster and Scott Schebler down in Louisville. Before we get to the rest of what I've got to talk about, we're looking at something I'm very passionate about, but we're not going to get to that until we take a break. They're going to have an ad or two. You're listening to the Locked on Reds podcast. We're rolling right along here in the Locked on Reds podcast on this Thursday. I mentioned in the first half about possible 25-man roster that C. Trent Rosecrans wrote about in The Athletic. One of the things that caught my eye on Wednesday on Twitter was something that Mo Egger was tweeting about. He was at Great American Ballpark for the media tasting, for the concessions tasting of Great American Ballpark for Reds media and and people that cover the Reds. And, you know, it's fine. I get it. I understand. I'm still new. I might have missed the invitation somewhere in the mail. That's all right. Next year, just make sure, Reds, you don't, you know, you don't forget me. Uh, I think I'd be a very big help on this. This this is something I'm very passionate about. But secondhand-wise, I can – kind of take a look at the things that he was previewing and I'm going to tell you what Great American Ballpark and I haven't been to many other ballparks in the nation I've been I got to see Petco Park last year and that was a great place but Great American Ballpark just has a myriad of food options an absolutely awesome way to spend a ball game you can get a big red smoky you can get a piece of la rosa's pizza you could get a big boy from frisch's you can get ice cream from graters or you can get my favorite fry box it's just as it sounds it's a box of fries you put either you know pulled chicken on there and some buffalo sauce you put some pulled pork on there and some barbecue sauce just absolutely phenomenal if you haven't tried fry box i urge you when you go to the reds game this year go to fry box because they've added something even more that is amazing they've added cincinnati hot chicken so just imagine nashville hot chicken i'm imagining it's something like that and they've added cincinnati hot pork so essentially a pork sandwich or um, chicken tender, like spicy chicken tenders, which is your Cincinnati hot chicken. That's what the pictures look like anyway. Those look phenomenal. So Fry Box is just the absolute best concession stand in the ballpark. But I'll tell you this, the Smokehouse looks like it's making a run at the best because they've really improved their offerings. You know, normally you get the – typical barbecue joint stuff at the smokehouse talking about out there in the corner of right field when i saw the tasting menu items from the smokehouse today i was extremely encouraged they added burnt ends which i don't know if you know what a burnt end is it's a little bit of a beef brisket wrapped in bacon i mean come on that right there i'm hungry you know, it's 11.15, I'm recording this on Wednesday night, and I just got hungry. In fact, I'm getting even more hungry thinking about this next thing, smoked tri-tip. I don't know if you ever had tri-tip before. It is a game changer. That's something that I had. I had a tri-tip sandwich and tri-tip tacos whenever I went to the Padres game, and I'm telling you what, that it's going to change your life. The smokehouse, right? They're they're really trying on me. They're really trying to get up there with Frybox because Frybox right now is at the top for me, because you can go there, you get a box of fries for like twelve bucks, and you could feed three people with this. Don't don't get me wrong, 
I'm going to eat it by myself. You could feed three people very easily. And it's just absolutely delicious. And then, of course, I'm a fan of the adult beverage. And you've got that very nice bar down the third baseline of all the local offerings, the national offerings, whatever beer you want to get there. They've probably got it. They've got the Taft Nellies on tap. I'm telling you what, Taft Nellies is just a bomb beer when it comes to a baseball game. So light, so crisp, so refreshing. Food makes me very, I'm a very passionate person about food. Most of you haven't met me. Whenever you do meet me at the ball game, I hope to meet a lot of you this season. You'll be able to tell right away this this guy's a passionate guy when it comes to food. But anyway, that was something that really struck me today. Something I had to talk about because when I go to the game, I'm expecting good baseball and I'm expecting good food. And the last thing that I want to get to, it's, it's another article in The Athletic. This one was written by Jonah Carey talking about the most valuable trade chips in Major League Baseball. Now, the article has some presuppositions like every player in this article, like every player in the Major League Baseball is assumed available for trade. Now, obviously, that's not the case because there are some guys that are not getting traded. Obviously, Mike Trout, who just signed for bukus of money, he's probably not available for trade, just saying. Going out on a limb here, but the pre the preface of the article is that every single player in Major League Baseball is available for trade. And the Reds landed, he, he's gone through the first half of his top 50, you know, ranking the 50th most valuable trade chip in Major League Baseball to the 26th. And the Reds landed two guys on that list. They've got Eugenio Suarez rated as the 33rd best trade chip in baseball the best you know the 33 most valuable trade player in all of baseball and then Taylor Trammell checked in as well right there around 40 so that's two reds in the top 50 and then the other interesting thing that struck me out of this list was Corey Kluber a man that I advocated the reds trade for quite a bit this offseason landed outside of the top 50. And now the important thing to note is the criteria that goes into this. Obviously, there's a lot of statistics. There's age, there's health, there's contract status, all of that above. But they also poll Major League Baseball executives, general managers, and they get a lot of different opinions in here. This isn't just Jonah Carey sitting at his laptop saying, this is the guy that I think is better than this guy and all this other stuff. There's a It's a conglomerate of expert people in front offices that know their stuff. They all say, you know, Kluber's getting older. He actually had a noticeable velocity drop last September, and he's not cheap. He's got a lot of money that's owed to him over the next three years, $52 million, and that's also with some kickers that have officially been activated due to performance. So he's got a lot of money coming toward him. And he's probably not going to be the Corey Kluber that we've seen the last couple of years. So the Reds may have dodged a bullet by not trying to give up the farm for him. And that's kind of looking pretty good right now. So just something that I'd seen there, Jonah Carey, pointing that out. But really excited, like I mentioned in the first half, about C. Trent Rosecrans' update on the 25-man roster, supposedly, that's going to break camp into opening day that Nick Senzel is listed as a will be on the Major League roster. That is just huge. I'm super excited about that. Cannot wait to see him roaming center field for our Reds. 
like I said on, I think it was Tuesday's podcast, we're going to the playoffs in 2019, and that is a big key for the Reds making that jump, is that Nixon Zell needs to be in the lineup every single day that he is healthy. And it all starts on opening day, which is a week away. Get excited, Reds fans. Cincinnati's going to be bumping seven days from now. You've been listening to the Locked On Reds podcast, your only daily source through podcast of the Cincinnati Reds. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host. Make sure you subscribe on all your major podcast platforms, including the new one to carry the Locked On Podcast Network. That is Himalaya. Definitely check that app out in your iTunes store or Google Play store. And also make sure you look us up on social media at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three F's. And then look at our website as well. We've got a lot of great content up there by our team of writers getting you set for the 150th season of Cincinnati Reds baseball. It's seven days away. I Man, I'm excited. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We've got Mo Egger joining us for Phone It In Friday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.